Hey, 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 Black Tribers. My goodness. Our first podcast of 2022. My good, we're here. It is the new year. And I love it, man. I really feel like the Lord said to me this morning uh, before Eli and I got in, and I'll introduce Eli in just a second. If you're watching on Patreon, you see Eli on video. If you're just listening on SoundCloud or Apple or wherever, uh, I think you're really going to enjoy this because um, Eli challenges me. He's a man of faith. He does some crazy, wild faith moves, and he's had a crazy, wild life, kind of like many of you and, and I have. But I feel like for 2022, as we're coming out of this whole COVID thing and this fear and all the stuff that's happening and this last variant, I think is a total God thing because he's he, he comes up with ways to just just get rid of things, get rid of bad stuff. I mean, the Spanish flu is still out there. I was just reading about it, but it's now become it's had so many evolutions that it doesn't get people sick. And we're walking into that and we're getting ready to launch a gap year again and and world race and get young people out in the nations again and into proper training and education. And so anyway, I'm really excited, but I want to get started. So Eli Rigliato is my buddy from now, I think about 12 years, 15 years, Eli. We met, I was working with a uh, military nonprofit in Colorado Springs, um, transitioning guys coming uh, off the field that had PTSD and just helping them process their marriages and their families. And Eli and I met there first. He was helping them with some marketing and some different things. And I, I sat in a room in Denver, Colorado with you and you got on a whiteboard and I'd never seen anybody with a marketing mind like yours in my life. I was just like, whoa, who is this kid? And you're not a kid, I mean, you're an old man now. But, uh, and then we, uh, my buddy and I started a music label here in Colorado Springs called X Factor. And I said, the first person I'm gonna call for marketing is Eli. And it was so much, we had a cool studio. We were, we were getting some great uh, talent, but then Simon Cowell would take them and we'd have to sue him if we wanted to keep them. And so that didn't work, <laughs> but it was a fun venture. Um, so anyway, re- Eli and I have reconnected. I flew into Spain from Spain uh, five, six years ago and he called me and he was going through a hard time. And we've just stayed connected, mostly in the spirit. Um, the coolest thing is the beginning of this summer, this last summer, 2021, Eli called me and said, hey, let's go to lunch. And um, this is such a fun story for me because it is my heart and my therapy. Uh, he said, you know, I don't have a check for you. I don't know, but I know sowing and reaping and I have to sow into you because God's told me to buy a half a million dollar motorhome. And if I sow into Gary Black, I can go buy it. And he, he signed over a custom Harley to me, Harley Davidson, because he knows that's my heartbeat. That's my church. I get out on the bike and just pray in the spirit. And so that's the relationship Eli and I have had. But Eli, I want you to just introduce yourself. I want us to tell tell us a little of your story. You've gone to prison. You've been through some really hard things. And again, I don't know that I know another man that walks in such incredible faith and trust in who the father is. And so tell us who you are, Eli. What's Just give us an introduction. Yeah. So, hey, guys, my name is Eli Regalado. Um, yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> um, and, you know, Gary and I have been friends for a long time. So a little bit of, uh, about me. Um, when I was 20, yeah, it's 20 years old, I was sentenced to uh, eight years uh, in the Department of Corrections in Colorado. So that's that's big boy prison, right? Yeah. So not county jail. And what I was doing was I was stealing cars and making fake birth certificates and fake IDs and uh, just what I thought was going to be joyriding turned out to be racketeering and organized crime. And they, they really kind of laid it down on me. Wow. So I went to, went to prison. Um, the judge said, I'm not going to throw your life away. He goes, I'm going to give you an opportunity 
to you know turn it around. So I went to this boot camp program. How, how old were you, Eli, when you went into prison? 20. 20 years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm from the suburbs and stuff, so it wasn't like you know, uh, wasn't like I, you know, was in gangs or anything like that. I was just uh, just misspent talent is the best way to describe it. Okay. And um, so I go into prison and um, I get um, accepted into this boot camp program. Excuse me, I got something in my eyeball. Okay, we're just gonna. Oh, you're oh man. <clears throat> so you're in prison. You you the judge doesn't want to see you waste your whole life. And then he says, look, man, I'm not going to let you throw your life away. So we're going to we're going to put you in this boot camp. And so, yeah, so I get put in this boot camp, go to the boot camp, do all the stuff, you know, march and, you know, do push ups and all that good stuff. And I end up getting a reconsideration on that eight years and I get out. Okay. Right. And so um, sentenced to like 22 years or something. Right. What's that? You were sentenced longer than the eight years. Well, that was the second time. So I'm going to get to that. <laughs> <in seven. laughs> okay. I'm so sorry. Don't want to jump ahead here. Go yeah. Ahead. Yeah. So get out. And, you know, I'm, I'm the whole time I'm in there. I'm, like, I'm going to clean my life up and do all this. I get out like I'm out for like six months. I'm at a party. Should have been at a party. Was out past curfew on, on this probation. I smash a bottle over a guy's face, you know, um, almost killed the dude. And then I, I'm you know, hemmed up. Now I'm looking at a aggravated felony assault charge. Hmm. So now I'm in real big trouble. And because it was aggravated, meaning I was already on probation when I got it, they basically doubled the sentence. So now, I'm, um, yeah, now I'm looking at 22 years. Why? Right? Okay. So I'm just kind of just like, Oh my gosh, you know, and I'm just like, I just can't even keep doing this. And even if I got out, I was like, there was no, I didn't even have confidence in myself that I wasn't going to reoffend. Right. It's like the very things I just did not want to do. Those were I was doing. It's like Paul said, right? And so I'm just like, okay, God, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I, I told my mom, I was like, I'm not going to lie anymore. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, court for this. I'm just going to tell him exactly what happened. That I hit this guy. Do 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 do. Right? Well, I didn't even get that far. I went to court. Um, the they they dropped it to a misdemeanor, which was a miracle. My attorney's like, I've never even seen them do this. Right? This is crazy. Right? So now I'm just looking at my original eight years instead of 22, which I'm like, cool, I'll do eight. Right. I mean, it's just crazy thinking about that now. Right. But that's where my mindset was. Right. 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 And um, uh, I'm sitting in my cell and I'm uh, this is the first time I ever had a, a rhyme word. Right. And I'm reading Hosea 2.15. It says, I will lure her to the wilderness, speak kindly to her there. And from there, I'll um, give her vineyards in the valley of acre is a door of hope. Okay. okay. And, and then as soon as I read door of hope, just the Holy Spirit just shot right in and says, when you next time you go to court, um, I'm going to. Um, not, not next. He said, when you go to court, he goes, I'm going to give you ISP probation. Right. And so this, and so it's a very, very specific type of probation. Right. And so it just shoots right in and I'm thinking I'm crazy. Right. Cause I'm like, I'm hearing voices. There's no way you're going to get probation when, once you get out of prison and reoffend. You, you're going to get maybe first time. This is the first time you really heard from God that way. First time, first in my life. It's Hosea. What a, what, how powerful. Okay. Yep. And so I called my mom and I said, you know, I think I need to get on medication. Not what you want to hear your kids say. And, you know, on this way to prison. And she goes, why? And I go, I'm hearing voices. Definitely not what you want to hear. Right. Okay. And she's like, what, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, I just keep hearing this voice that says, I'm going to get out of um, jail and I'm going to get this or out of prison. I'm going to get this ISP probation, but that's impossible. And she's just like, well, son, she goes, maybe that's God trying to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever God's trying to talk to you. We had an Eli and Samuel moment here. This is awesome. Yeah. I yeah. was listening to that this morning on the Obama podcast of just hearing that voice of the Lord and what our names mean. And God uses those names the same way. Yep. Yep. And it's funny because my, my son's name is Samuel, too. So, yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so super cool. But uh, so she says, just ask the Lord if it's not him to take it away. And if it is to confirm it. So I said, okay, if this isn't you, take it away. And if it is, confirm it. And then it was just like a freight train. ISP probation, ISP probation, ISP probation. So I said, okay, well, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. I go to court. Uh, judge says, you know, I'm tired of dealing with you eight years. And I'm like, yep, I'm crazy. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I go walking down this hall and I just hear this voice. Trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. Right. And I'm just like, I'm just pissed, you know, cause I'm just like so mad. And I go to go to prison. They lose my paperwork. I get stuck in like this, you know, solitary confinement for about six weeks. And, um, cause they can't classify me. They don't know who I am. Right. And the whole time in there, I had my Bible and I had this workbook by Henry Blackaby called Experiencing God. And it all talks about hearing from God and how to hear from God, right? And so by the time I got out of there, I was thoroughly convinced that I was getting probation. Now, keep in mind, I'd already been sentenced to prison, but I'm like, I'm getting probation. I don't know how God's going to do it. It's right. impossible, but I know I'm getting probation, right? Okay. And, then, and then God says, now I want you to tell people. And I'm like, oh, I'm not saying anything. I and mean, that's kind of pushing it, right? And he says, no, tell people. And I was like, I didn't want to. But what I've learned since then is that when you speak, uh, it's the obedience of faith, right? And faith speaks. And yeah. so when you're speaking it, right, what's happening is that word is pregnant with power to bring it into existence. It's how it works in the yeah. spirit realm. It's First John. He says, I, I am the word. You are the voice. You have something to say. You're going to say it. So God's mm-hmm. the word, but we're the voice. That's our partnership. And when we say it, it literally bursts it into existence when we say it from faith. Yep. That's yep. beautiful. Okay. How, how God created. It says, you know, 11 times, I think it's in 30 verses in Genesis. God said, God said, God said, God said, yeah. right? Yeah. So I just started telling people around the prison yard, I'm getting out and they're thinking I'm just completely buku crazy, right? Well, about six months in, uh, in the sense, I call my mom, my mom's bawling. She says, the judge is going to have you back in for a reconsideration. Hmm. Well, then everyone's story changes. Then everyone's like, well, you're probably going to get a sentence reduction or you're going to get the halfway house, but you're, there's no way you're going to get probation. And my attorney's like, there's no way. And right. I said, well, I said, God said I'm getting probation. Uh-huh. So like, come on, I don't know what you want to do. I was like, but I know what I'm going to do when I go in front of him. She's like, well, don't ask for probation. Ask for this. I'm like, I don't know. Nope. You file the paperwork and we'll let God be God. Right. So I'm like ready to take a bullet over it at this point. Okay. I get in front of the judge. And I walk in and he says, Mr. Regalado, seems that everyone believes in Mr. Regalado, but Mr. Regalado, you know, and I kind of do the song and dance, tell him how things have changed. And I really had, I had totally had a heart transformation. Right. And um, he says, I can see some changes have been made. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you uh, the halfway house. And here's what this looks like. And he starts going through like, the details of that. And I kind of like sitting there just like, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? You know, what's going on? This is what you said, Lord. And the Holy Spirit's like, that's not what I said. And I go, Your Honor, that's not going to work. No, he did not. Yeah. And he leans back, you know, and he goes, excuse me. (laughs) And I go, I go, sir, sir, we both know what's going to happen if I come back here. I said, some people need a switch. I get it. I needed a broom. I go, let me out. And he looks back and he goes, this is your last chance at life. He goes, I'm giving you ISP probation and starts writing. Way. Like there's like the whole air just went left the courtroom, right? And like, you know, um, I'm like, can I say one more thing? He's like, I think you said enough. I go, what? Wait, one more thing, please. He goes, what? And I go, well, people at the prison said I could be let out here. And if it's okay with you, I'd rather not ever go back there again. They can just keep right. the stuff. So just let me out here. And he looks at the bailiff and he goes, well, if that's the way the law is written, let him out. Three hours later, is on the street. Oh my gosh. That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so brilliant in the fact that it's worked out, but you went through a lot of stuff after you got out too, right? Yeah, because I got out and I had um, this pastor that used to come see me and uh, write me. And I come out and I'm just like, just just on fire for the Lord. And the Lord was calling me to be a pastor when I was in there. And just have this, I knew I was being called into the ministry. I'm like, yes, you know, and 
boom, we're going to just set the world on fire for Jesus. And came out and I tell my pastor all this. And he says, Eli, he goes, God doesn't talk to people like that anymore. Oof. And I'm oh. like, what? What are you talking about? I mean, like, how do you think I got out, dude? You know? Right. And he's just like, no, no, no. He goes, God doesn't talk to like that people like that anymore. So either you made that up or that was Satan. Oh, my goodness. And oh. so, I mean, I went to church maybe two more times after that. Yeah. And I just ran. And then, so for 17 years, it was girls, drugs, um, you know, partying. I never stole again. But, I mean, it, I should have gone back to prison at least 100 other times, driving with drugs in the car, all kinds of other crazy stuff, right? And uh, I just said, okay, well, I'm just going to just focus on making money and being successful, right? And I know I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven, but I don't know all this other stuff. So I'm just going to focus on just living my best life now. And so obviously, you know, we you know had a record label and, and I did a bunch of other things and was very successful financially um, at a marketing company uh, that I founded. And for 10 years, I was doing that. Um, and then I went through a divorce in 2018. And I just got to the point where I was like, I just, I just can't do this anymore. Like, you know, I was, I was just to the point where it's just, I just want to kill myself. I was like, I just, you know, I'm just like, it's just like the same girl, different actress, you know, uh, or, or same, same actress, different play. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Or same play, different actress. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> there, we'll, we'll get there. That's what you called me. I think it was 2018. I literally yeah. flown in, uh, from Spain and I was standing in the adventures and missions office and you, you, I saw your name and I'm like, bro. And you're like, it's not good, man. It's yeah. time for give my life completely. And I'm like, let's go. Yep. So I read this book, uh, it was written by a pastor on Singapore. It's called the power of right believing. And I mean, my, my whole life changed from that, that point forward. Cause I, I learned that I'm as righteous as God because I have his righteousness. Right? So I don't need to try to be righteous. I'm as righteous as I'm going to get period. And I just operate out of who I am, not trying to be something I'm not. When you're Eli, you're the best you'll ever be. Come on. Amen. Amen. And so my life just started taking radical changes from that point forward. And I said, okay, God, I said, I'll play ball. I said, but I need to know that was you talking to me in prison and I'm not crazy. Yeah. So my friend Shelby, and you know Shelby, Shelby's with us at the uh, record label. Love her, love her. her, She just told her friend to pray for me because I was going through a divorce. I had never told anyone about that pastor story. Um, and, and how he told me that God doesn't talk to people like that anymore. And so her friend started praying for me and sends a link to Shelby. And she says, I believe God wants Eli to watch this video at 14 minutes in. And it was this guy named John Paul Jackson. John Paul. And he's interviewing this witch. And he's asking this witch, he goes, why did you decide to become a witch? And he goes, well, you wouldn't believe me if I asked you. And he's like, well, he goes, it, um, if I told you, he goes, well, well, try me. He goes, I had an encounter with God when I was a teenager. I told my pastor my pastor said, God doesn't talk to people like that anymore. This is the witch saying this. Yes. And I just lost it. And I hit hit pause and look at the screen. It's 14 minutes in, right? With the exact point. And so I'm just sobbing. I call Shelby. I'm like, what'd you tell your friend about me? And she's like, I just told her to pray for you. And I'm like, shit, wait, don't lie to me. You know, like, what, what'd you say? Right. And yeah. she's like, I didn't say anything. I said, did you tell her about my pastor that did this said this and that? She goes, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. I was like, did I ever tell you that story? She's like, no, why? And I, told, I started telling her. So she starts bawling, right? Wow. And then so, I, you know, we, we kind of have like a God moment. I hang up and I keep watching this. And um, John Paul Jackson says, I want to tell you something. He goes, it's usually a call in your life. And God's yeah. usually calling you to be a pastor in the ministry. And then I'm just really losing it because that's what God has called me when I was in prison. And then, he's, um, and then he keeps on um, uh, going and the, and the witch says, I know, but it's too late. And for 17 years, God's been like, let's go. And I'm like, no, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. So everything for 17 years came off me in a snap. And I just asked God, I said, I need you to prove it to me. That was you talking and doing a way that I know it's from you. And he did. He used the video, 
with yeah. John Jackson interviewing a witch. Yeah. And again, that religious spirit saying, we don't hear from God anymore. There's no way that's probably the devil. Yep. You knew it wasn't. Yep. But you didn't necessarily know the voice of God. You just knew that you knew. And I'll be honest, you're yep. really, you're a heart guy. You've always challenged me that way. And, you know, I've immersed myself in the heart and, and all of that. And so, okay, so you have that encounter. You're in, you're called. Now you're a pastor. You have a church. Uh, you're remarried. You have a brand new baby boy, yep. Samuel. Uh, just got to be with him yesterday. Uh, so where are you now? Like, how is this? Where, what's what's this taking you to? So now what this is taking me to is um, came out of that divorce, got married, had this baby, boom, boom. Okay. And then I've got this marketing company. Okay. And we started experiencing basically just closed doors. Right. So I've had this thing for a decade. Um, and then like we just would do, we would launch new products and services and we would just be doing the same exact thing. But now all of a sudden it's just, everything's not working. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, we've got all these staff that God told me to hire. We've got 11 people. And I'm sitting there going like, okay, what is going on, Lord? Right. And so, uh, Caitlin and I are praying one day and God puts on our hearts to go and buy this bus, right? So it's a big, huge class A tour bus, 45 feet long. I mean, just. And there's only one in the country in Michigan. I think I remember you telling me. Yeah, there's only one in the country. They got, they sold it out from under us. It was a miracle that we got another one in Georgia that wasn't even on the market. How God worked that whole deal was just insane. But we get this bus, we come back to Colorado and God says, take it to uh, California to your niece's wedding. So we do that. And then we're going to go up to uh, uh, Portland and um, Seattle and come back to Colorado. Right. This is, this is what last year. Yeah. This is over the summer. Okay. Like, like, uh, like September. Okay. So we're in there September. Right. And then I've been writing this book kind of like basically telling this whole story. Right. And then God's been telling me to write this book for years now. I'm finally doing it. But he says, I want you to stay in California until you're done writing your book. And I said, okay, where we were were at San Fran at the time. And uh, as we were looking around and I saw Reading and I said, well, maybe we should go to Reading because I know there's like a church there called Bethel and I've always wanted to see, I've seen their little worship videos on YouTube and stuff. So we pray about it. God's like, yep, go to Reading. So we get to Reading, get to worship night. And we're, I don't know what I was was expecting, maybe like a, my son or, you know, (laughs) right. But nothing happened. And we're kind of like, all right, you know, like here we are in Reading and it's like smoke central, all the wildfires are happening, you know? And so we get on their website and we see this event called Heaven in Business. And we're like, should we go to this event, God, right? So we're praying about it. God's like, yep, go. So we're like, okay, cool. We go. First day. Man, like I've, I've never had really, I've, I've had prophetic words spoken in my life, but never at this level. And they brought, bring this group of prophets and it was 12 prophets. So there were six groups of two each. So think like speed dating with prophets. And these people know nothing about it. They just sit in front of you and say, this is what I believe God's saying. Boom, boom. And they just start breaking this down. And they're, I mean, literally getting in our dirty underwear, right? I mean, they're saying like, um, you're, you're going down the road. God's giving you blueprints and strategies. Um, you're all in. I see that you're all in with God. And we had gone all in, you know, at this point, uh, you know, financially to cash out a 401k to get this bus, you know, put it in. You, a you have, you, let me, let me back up just a sec. You have this yeah. marketing company and you're doing really well. I mean, I mm-hmm. remember talking to you through all of this. Yeah. You come and you'd write me a check and tighten into my stuff. And you've just been a faithful friend that way and, and son. And it's been awesome. You're doing great. And then God says, I want you to get rid of all of it. Buy this bus. sell this motorcycle into Gary Black, which I thank you very much once again. Yeah. And, and so you went and cash in your 401k. You buy this bus. You're on a trip. God says, go to this thing. Heaven and what's it called? Heaven and business. I love it. And I love the Bethel guys. And I love, we used to do this prophetically all the time in the nineties and, and we still do it at adventures in different ways. So you do all that and these prophetic words start coming and they're reading yep. your mouth basically. Yep. 
Yep. And so it's, and, and, and so now we start getting these, uh, these words like you're going to make a future investment and it's going to basically uh, change legacies. Like your old legacy stops and a new one begins. Uh, what you're doing now, the decisions you're making now are going to affect generations to follow. And now keep in mind, I have a marketing company. So I'm just like, man, I'm like, we're going to have to hire like a hundred more people. Right. And I just, keep, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking like this deals are just going to come flying, you know, through the roof and they work them pretty strong and heavy at this point. Right. So I'm just like, okay. So I'm just thinking everything's going to turn around. All this stuff's going to happen with the company. And that's why we went there. Cause we wanted to basically get the company on track. Okay. Okay. So get all these words, all this, you know, wealth coming and going on the nations and all this stuff. And a lot of our customers were um, international. So it made sense. So we're like, okay, cool. Well, then we do like this thing called a Sozo session, right? And this is kind of like a one-on-one thing that you do with like a, a, a Christian counselor, right? And you just kind of go through these things in your life that are kind of like have where the devil is a stronghold. And you surrender things and then ask the Holy Spirit to give you stuff back. Well, my wife and I are in two different rooms, okay? And we go through this. And one of the things I surrendered was like um, like anger. I used to, I used to um, get in a lot of fights when I was younger, right? Went yeah. to prison for it. Um, but... Um, I surrendered this anger and I asked the Holy Spirit for something back and he gave me the key of David, Isaiah 22, 22. It says, I will put the key of David on his shoulder. What he opens, no one will uh, shut. And when he shuts, no one will open, right? And let me just like, real quick while you're doing yeah. that. As our numbers, 222 or 22, Elon and I literally will text each other every month yep. and we've encountered this 222 thing. And a lot of you know that because I've, I've done podcasts on it and talked about it a lot, but it's just a common theme for us. So God gives you Isaiah 22, 22, the key of David. Yep. Your wife's in another room. It's totally yep. separate. And what's happening with her? Same thing. So she does. I, I forget what she surrendered, but it was something. I think it was um, maybe like some abandonment stuff or whatever. She had some childhood things going on, right? Um, my Holy Spirit gives her the same thing. Key David two, uh, 22, 22. Isaiah 22, 22, right? And so we come out of the Sozo sessions, you know, um, and we're talking. And uh, she's like, I got the key David. I'm like, I got the key David. I'm like, what does that mean, Lord? And we're like, cool. Now what? Right. <laughs> so I say, I don't go pray, pray by myself. So I go to the back of this room and I'm writing on the whiteboard like I do. Right. right. And uh, writing away on the whiteboard. And um, God says, what do you enjoy doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, what do I enjoy doing? And I said, well, I enjoy getting a word, walking it out and, and seeing it happen. He's like, okay. He goes in, what is the word of God? And I said, uh, Luke eight eleven. the word of God is the seed. He goes, so you like planting a seed, watering it and seeing it bear fruit. And I yeah. said, yeah. And he goes, okay. He goes, from this point forward, he goes, stop taking clients. And I'm like, uh, earth to Jesus. Like we have a marketing company and like we need <laughs> clients. You know, right. what I'm saying? Like how are all these words going to happen? We don't, if we don't take clients. Was this still while you were at Bethel or is this? Yeah. This okay. is right at the closing session. Like five minutes later, let's go to the back of the room and I'm just, I'm writing by myself. Right. Okay. And I'm like sitting there kind of trying to, trying to understand this, trying to process yeah. this. Right. And I'm just like, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. I was like, but, but, but and I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm just done with the butts. So if you don't want me to take clients, I won't take clients. He goes from this point forward, partner only. And I'm like, okay. So then I'm thinking like, I'm just going to start like a hundred businesses. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, cool. That's cool. Right. Go, so yeah. this, was, this was crazy. So I get back to and tell my wife this. Right. And she's like, oh my gosh. Like you guys, I just partly, she goes, I said, yeah, she goes, that guy that was just sitting next to me. Um, he has this company called topcaviar.com and he wanted us to uh, uh, pray about partnering with him and being 50, 50 partners on this caviar company. I'm like, what? what? So I was like, okay, let's, let's pray about it. Well, right after that, like a, hours later, um, my, my lead guy calls me, closes three deals. Okay. And so that's like a $50,000 upfront, like shot in the arm of cash. Right? right. And I say, Hey, turn them down. He goes, what? 
<laughs> turned it out. I said, we're not, we're not taking uh, any more deals. Now keep in mind, all these doors were closing leading up to this, right? Okay. So we were like living on credit cards at this point. We just bought this humongous bus. No idea how we're going to pay for it. Okay. Right. Um, and I'm saying, turn down $50,000. Wow. So he's like, what is going on? I was like, I'll make an announcement on Monday. This is like a, like a Saturday. And I was like, but um, we're not taking the deals. So then now we're, now we're in, right? Here we go, man. So I make this announcement on Monday and I say, listen, here's what we're doing. I said, we're, we're taking this new direction. We're following the spirit, blah, blah, blah. Whoever wants to leave can, whoever wants to stay can, but you know, you pray about it, whatever you got to do, do, right? Everyone leaves except for two people. Okay. And then the devil's in my head. Company says, no way. You're crazy. We're out. Yeah. Two people stay. Two people stay. Okay. Yeah. And one of the persons, uh, uh, one of the people that stayed is our chief prayer officer. So we literally pay a woman full time to pray for the company. Okay. Yeah. Full time job. She's awesome. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, um, our, our uh, guy, Mike, basically handles like all the social media uh, maintenance and stuff. Right. So, and I'm like, I don't know where we're going, um, but I just know we're going to follow him. And then so, um, a month goes by, um, and then Neilene calls me and she goes, God says, yeah, this is your chief prayer officer. Chief, chief prayer yeah. officer. We're back in Denver. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're just waiting now. No money's coming in. We're just right. waiting. God's saying, just wait. Right. And we're like, that bill comes, that due date leaves, you know, and we're sitting there like, okay, Lord, like what's up. Right. Yeah. Another one comes, another one leaves. And it's, so we're just kind of like, okay, like what's going on. Right. And then some money would come in and, you know, someone give us some money, like all this stuff. Right. So she goes, um, hey, you know, the Lord told me, and I'm during this whole time, I'm like furiously seeking him in the word. Like, what are we doing, Lord? Like, what am I, if I'm missing something, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Just tell me what it is, right? So she sends uh, me this, uh, or calls me and she says, or calls my wife and she goes, hey, God says Malachi 310, 100% and, God, and Eli will know what that means. And right when she said that, I, the Holy Spirit said, so 100%. And I was like, oh, Heck no, right? I'm like, no, too much, too far, right? This has gone too far, right? I'm done with these games, right? And uh, I mean, literally just felt like I was just getting bled out, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just getting mad because it's just like I'm in a position where now I can't pay these bills. Uh, um, I've got more bills. Meanwhile, this whole time, before we even start doing all this, um, we, uh, God put on our heart to do this huge addition on our house, like a million dollar addition, Okay. Your house in Denver. House in Denver. He says, okay. do it the way you want it. He goes, I'm El Shaddai, not El Cheapo. Okay. <laughs> so, well, yeah. So we, I mean, we, you know, we're like 60 grand in with an architect without even swinging a hammer yet. Okay. So all this stuff's going on. Okay. And then he says, now give away all your money. And we're like, what? And, and it wasn't even that much at this point. Cause we were like living on credit cards, but you know, several thousand dollars, but it was all that we had at that point. Okay. And, and I'm, when this is what timing this was October. Okay, this is this last end, end of October, end of October. Okay. Yeah. Right. And so I'm just like, okay, Lord, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to um, wake my wife up and ask her. And um, and this was like two in the morning when all this was going down with, with him and me, right? Okay. And so I said, so I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to spend some time with her and we're just going to pray about this and ask. And she had peace about it. We called up Neil and Mike. Um, they had peace about it. So all of us, the very next day, sewed everything we had in our bank accounts to uh, different ministries. Yeah, okay. so we put it into different ministries. So we prayed about it. And so we sold some to Bill Winston and some other guys, right? Okay. And so then we're like, okay, now what, Lord? And then it was quiet for a couple of weeks. And then during this time, I mean, it was just like, there's a, a verse in the Bible. I think it's Psalms. It says, until the word of the Lord came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. 
And that word tested means like refined by fire. And I'm telling you, we were in the fire, all that unbelief coming off. You know, I'm just like the devil's in like, you made a mistake. You're going bankrupt. You're, you're, you're doomed, you know? And I'm just having to just like, just sit there and say, I don't care what my eyes see. What does your word say? Right. Yeah. And you said this. So that is where I'm standing. Right. It's the same thing how I got out of prison. Okay. So I'm, just, so I'm just standing on this word. And then all of a sudden my sister and brother-in-law call me up out of the blue and they say, Hey, God's put it on our heart to give us and, and sow into you um, this $2 million worth of cryptocurrency. And I was like, so, so wait, you're just sitting two weeks. You've done, you've sown everything. It's all gone. Yeah. You're waiting on the Lord. He said, I'm testing you by fire. I'm refining you in your faith. And then your sister calls you and says, look, we've been blessed. We've got 2 million in crypto we're supposed to give you. Yeah. And then so we're like, sweet, take it, right? And I'm thinking I can take this crypto and turn it into 2 million cash and, and be off with it. She, and they say, well, it's not on the exchanges yet. So how it works is like when you have these cryptocurrencies, they'll, they'll build it first and then they put it on an actual like exchange, like, like Coinbase and some of these other things. And you can trade it out for US dollars and stuff at that point. And they said, it's not there yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they said it's not there yet, um, but you know, here, here it is. And and then I'm getting mad because I'm just like, well, Lord, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm asking you for money, and you give me this carrot that's, you know, who knows how far out it is, right? right. And so I'm just like, and they start telling me it's like, well, it's almost there, blah blah blah. They're just finishing up these last little things, and then it's going to go on. But I need money like tomorrow, yesterday, right. you know. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? So I said, okay, all right, cool, thanks, appreciate it, boom, boom, hang up, and then I'm like. We start praying, my wife and I, we say, okay, Lord, what do you want us to do with this, right? Um, and then he says, he keeps reminding us, wealth transfer. That's how the whole thing started, wealth transfer, wealth transfer, wealth transfer. And so when we started doing the sowing and reaping, he says, I'm going to do a wealth transfer. And I'm thinking like an infusion of cash in an existing business that I have, right? right. And it leads me to this place where it's like, get rid of everything, okay? And now I'm completely stretched out on the grace of God. And, and trusting him with everything in my entire life. We just had our baby, okay? And I'm just like, okay, Lord, right? And he says, I want you to um, bring this to my people and bring it to the kingdom for a wealth transfer. And I'm like, I don't know anything about crypto, okay? We bought some Bitcoin a few years ago and up 10X, so that was great, okay? But that's, that's the extent of it, okay? So I'm not like some active day trader. And I'm like, Lord, I don't, I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know this. I don't know this. He's like, I didn't ask you what you knew. I asked you to, to walk this out in faith with me. And I'm just like, oh my God. I said, okay, so here's what I'll do. I'm going to, um, you do, you tell me who you want me to call, right? First person, Gary Black. Wow. And I'm like, oh no. I was like, I'm not going to call Gary. I was like, I was like, well, and, and here's the thing. I'm just like, so you, hold on. You want me to call Gary to invest in this thing, but I've already given him a motorcycle. So it's just like, you know, it's like, it's like, so what's he going to invest? And I'm like, where are we at with this? Right? right. So I call you. And the funny thing is, is you like, you know, this interesting. He goes, I, and I, um, you said, don't give me any details. I'm just going to pray about it and just ask with this Lord. And the funny thing is I've had this stash over here for a while and God's not letting me invest in anything. So I'm going to see if this is where he wants me to put that money. Remember that? Yep, I do. Absolutely. It's just a few <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, so then I said, okay, we were down in Tucson at the time. Um, um, three and a half weeks later when you called, okay, we get the, get the call and you're like, okay, God says I'm in, what am I in? <laughs> and then I just kind of started breaking it down. Right. And so it said, okay, here's what it is. You know, here's this cryptocurrency. It's called. Well, let, me, let me stop you for just a second. It was just, it, for me, it was insane because you know, I, I know us and I trust you and your heart, but I'm like, yeah. this crazy faith thing he's doing again. And, and I've watched you do this and God do things and meet you 
over yeah. and over again, like, and then just in that journey together. So I'm like, I'll sit on it. And we sat on it for three weeks. And then Lisa comes out of the bedroom. I'm in my quiet time. Like I am every morning. And she walks out and says, we're supposed to go with Eli. And I said, what? Cause she's never done that. And you know, I don't have much in stash, but it's all we have. Right. And I'm like, okay. And then that afternoon I went to take my dad to lunch. It, my dad is 83 precious, just praise all the time. And he's like, Gary, God's saying you're investing in something. I want to give you a grand to invest in for me. And he's <laughs> never done that ever. And so I'm like, all right, father, you're up to something. So now yeah, we go, let's go Eli. And where we're at today. Yeah. So then, so then Gary comes in uh, and then Gary, basically you, you just start calling all, you know, your friends. Yeah, to call, yeah. And, and, I, and, and I, the, the crazy thing is I just tell him the exact same story. I just say, here's, here's how we got here. Here's what happens. I get this bus, go to, you know, Bethel, all the stuff starts happening. I sow everything. I, I, I go all in with the Lord. I get this seed back. Okay. And then now the Lord's saying, okay, now go and, and, and spread that seed out and get other people in with you. And so it's just been an amazing journey. And what's happening is when I've, um, when I, so after I called you, so then I'm like, okay, cool. So God, you want me to market this. So now my mind immediately goes to marketing. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to do, 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 do. Right. right. And I'm just going to just talk about the marketing dynamics and the investment opportunity and all this. I'm kind of trying to right. read up and brush up on my lingo. When I start coming at this thing as kind of like more like a stockbroker, Right. Right. And people are just kind of like, mm, yeah, no, it's not for me. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, well, Lord, like now people are saying no, but you're saying to do this, but people are saying no. Like, so what's up, right? And Lord's just like, just tell them the truth. I'm like, yeah, they're going to think I'm crazy though if I tell them the truth, right? And he's like, just tell them the truth. So I said, okay, I'm just going to start telling the truth, right? And we're t- believers and non-believers alike. So like one of them is my dad. And I just told him, I said, dad, I said, remember, I said, remember you, you thought I was crazy when I was in prison until I got out? Okay. I'm like, it's the same voice. And here's what's happening. And I just told him the whole story. My dad's just like, okay, he's like, I'm in for 5000 My dad doesn't invest in the stock market. My dad doesn't invest in anything. He's got cash in the bank and that's, you know, that's it, okay? Right. Yeah. Invest in for five, comes in for another five, so he's in for 10. And the reason is, he goes, uh, and my dad and I don't have like a relationship where we kind of talk um, like this, you and know? he's not necessarily a Christian, right? He's not a believer at all, right? Okay. He goes, he goes the, the day you called me, he goes, I had a dream that night. And I, um, I heard this voice saying wealth and I saw a rectangle and, and I heard this voice saying, take it and, and, and grab it. And he goes, he, he woke his wife up, my stepmom, my stepmom's on the phone with her. She goes, yeah, it was really weird. He woke me up saying, I had a dream that we're going to walk into wealth. Like we're going to get this wealth. And I'm just like, well, I don't know about all that, but here's this, here's this <laughs> cryptocurrency that God's put on my lap. And I said, and if you guys want in, you know, here's the details on it. Right. Yeah. So. so I have literally just talked to people that I know pray. I know people, and I've only talked to about a half a dozen to a dozen, I guess, that yeah. people that God's laid on my heart. And I said, look, there's no agenda here. I don't know if this thing, when it hits the exchange, when it doesn't, I don't know how it works because I'm not a crypto guy either. I'm a ministry guy, right? Yep. And, and people that have come in have just said, man, Holy Spirit says now, and let's do this. And it's just kind of taken on this evol- evolution the fun part is, is we're still not on the exchange. Yeah. And so we need to do a second podcast <laughs> yeah. to see where this thing goes, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, with that, um, you're talking about this domino effect. That was actually a prophetic word in Bethel. I was looking for my journal. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, they said there's going to be a domino effect. Like it's just, it's going to happen and it's just going to just, just take off. And what's interesting is um, I just tell people, I say, listen, here's the story. You pray about it and just do whatever the Holy Spirit says. 
And then when I started doing that, people just come back saying, yeah, we got perfect peace on it. God's saying, do it. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's how it's happening. So we, we did a zoom call the other day with all the people that have kind of come, come in and I'm telling you, it was probably the coolest call I've ever been on. Holy spirit just falls. Yeah. Prophesying, we're weeping, we're praying. You know, it was supposed to be kind of an educational call, and it we did get there towards the end. Daniel's awesome and really knows a lot about all this. Yeah, uh, but it was just the presence and that 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 increase of faith. I mean, God says He gives us all the faith we need when we say yes to Him. Yeah, but we have to stir that faith and we have to walk by faith. And He says, "When I come back, am I going to find faith on earth?" And I think for the the, the where the world is at today, where America's at. We need radical faith. We need to break the spirit of fear over a nation. Yep. Uh, we know where crypto is going. We know that we can actually run whole nations, third world countries with Bitcoin now and, and, and get rid of uh, you know corrupted government and, and cartel and mafia. I mean, we know this is where it's going. I read an article two days ago. A lot of billionaires have come together and they're putting all their money in crypto. Yeah. Because they just don't trust the cash anymore and what and where the administration's been taking it. So we know something's up and we still have to operate in faith and we still have to operate in the trust, trusting the story. Yeah. And what is the story? And is God in that story with us? And I love that this came, you know, I've heard this many times and I'm sure you have too. Prison is the best seminary. Like I don't ever let young people go to seminary because it usually kills their faith. Right? Yeah. Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, but prison. You have to rely on hearing the voice of the Lord just to stay alive. Yeah. And 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 that's where this thing started. And and here we sit uh, on, I believe, on the verge of creating some real wealth for, for family and for kingdom. And we don't want anybody involved that's not going to produce wealth for kingdom. Yep. Right? Yep. That's where your heart is. Yep. hundred percent. And, you know, it says they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And. You know, God, if you look at um, all these crazy things in the world happening today, and you, but you look at, you know, the, the Israelites, you know, when they came out of Egypt, they plundered the Egyptians, right? And, and what happened was God had an inside man. He had his man, Noah, excuse me, Noah, Moses, okay? Yeah. And all these things got bad for him, okay? But when they left, they plundered, right? It's the same thing with the, the famine that was coming on um, the whole world, right? And he had positioned Joseph, Right. So God is always working in people. He's all it's a, there's an Ecclesiastes, I believe. Uh, what's that verse? that says the eyes of the Lord are uh, moving to and fro across the earth, looking yep. for those whose heart is wholly his. Yep. When God has your heart, I mean, there's there's that that fear breaks off. And for me, I'm just like, Lord, like this kind of scares me because I don't know this. I don't know that. And God's like, I am moving you off of this world system to where mm-hmm. you are operating completely by faith. By faith. And when you have your your whole world, um, it, it says this, whatever is not a faith is sin, right? I take that quite literally. So I look at everything in my life now, my house, my cars, my vehicles, my wife, my kid, everything now is by faith. Everything. Yes. And I can look at it and say, I, there's a God story for that. There's a God story for that. There's a God story for that. There's a God story for that, right? Because every time I'm making a decision now, I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you say? Right. And sometimes it's no, and it's a no because I'm going to give you something better. Yes. It's saying no so I can, because he's a good, good father. Amen. Got to live this way. And I know people get stuck in their heads and they're like, this guy's crazy. Gary's crazy. I've been called that many times in my life. Uh, but, and we can't wrap our heads around this stuff. God says that eternity, Ecclesiastes 3, is in our hearts. Yep. This has got to be a heart movement, not a head movement. I got to get out of my head and out of my stinking thinking, right? Yeah. 
and out of my lack of faith and get into my heart and say, I want to live. I don't want you just to live in my heart, Father. I want you to live through my heart so that I can actually make the, the planet look like the Garden of Eden. Amen. And it's all going to be new. And so I'm going to have you pray for us. Guys, look, you know how to get to me, GaryAndLisaBlack.com, uh, Patreon.com slash GaryAndLisaBlack for the video and the early release of this podcast. Uh, Eli, do you want to give us any information for you? How do people get to you? Yeah, yeah, you can reach you can reach me at Eli E L I at Grace Led Marketing. That's G R A C E L E D Marketing dot com. Um, I wanted to leave with, with one verse here. Um, and I want you, when you give us the verse, then I want you to pray for us. And guys, if you just need yeah. a, an extra dose of faith and 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 just somebody to pray over you, I want to encourage you. Eli, email Eli. And just set something up to pray for. He'd love to do it. I, I have people call him all the time. And so give us the verse and pray us out. Would you, Eli? Yep. So this is reading uh, Romans 8, 6. And this is from the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, now the mind of the flesh, and that's in parentheses now, it says, which is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit. So the mind of the flesh is sense and reason without the Holy Spirit is death. Uh, and that's... Death that comprises all the miseries arising from sin, both here and hereafter. But the mind of the Holy Spirit is life and soul peace, both now and forever. And yes. so, Father, I just thank you and I praise you for your spirit. I thank you and I praise you that um, you, are, you are a God that just transcends all understanding. And I just thank you that uh, for my friend Gary and for everyone listening to uh, Black Tribe Podcasts. And I just ask that your word goes forth and just does what it's designed to do, which is set the captives free, instill hope, and bring good news to the poor. And I just thank you and I praise you for this opportunity to spend this time and speak your word. And I just ask that if there's anyone listening to this who would just uh, want to come under prayer or just learn more about what you're doing in the crypto space, feel free to just reach out and we just thank you and praise you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thanks, bro. I love you like crazy. We'll talk another 50 times a day, I'm sure. Amen. And, uh, thanks for coming on, man. God bless you. Hey, God bless you guys, everybody. Reach out. Much love, faith, hope, and love. Here we go. Amen.